Hey up everybody, this is our new podcast called Beyond the Post for all you Hull KR fans. I'm going to be your host Jordan Abdul, my co-host Trent Bowden, he's going to take the bank now. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, good mate, how are you? Good. <laughs> Exciting, isn't it? hello to each other, we've been in the same room for well, a couple of hours now. <laughs> but um, you've come to me, you said you wanted to do a podcast. Yep. Why? Everyone's asking. Uh, I just want to, I think this is a good way to bring the community together, you know, it's... Um, Hulk is not just about the players on the pitch, it's about the supporters, the media staff, the player welfare, the caretaker. And I just think it's a good way to have different guests every couple of weeks come in and talk about their stories at the club and what the club means to them. And it's just yeah. genuine chit chat, really. I think from my short time that I've had here at the club so far, I think one thing I take is that everyone has a story. And I think this is a great platform for us to, to share them and bring us all together. Uh, I know it's only early days now, um, but we're looking at probably doing this every fortnight. Is that about right? Yeah, that, that's what we're hoping for. Obviously, um, the more support we get, the more the people will want to see it more. So we're looking for fortnightly at the minute. But like I say, if it takes off, then we might end up doing it once a week. And yeah, so that's all dependent on the response that we get from it and if everyone likes it. Yeah, lovely. Well, we're going to try and get a, a different guest every uh, episode, um, have a bit of a chat with them. Uh, but also around that, we'll bring some news and some previews and, and just your insight to some of the games as well. And I think we'll start with, on the weekend against Wigan there, um, a 30-16 to 16 loss um, at DW Stadium. Your first game back after yep. a little stint there. How would you feel? Yeah, I feel good. Um, still a bit disappointed about the result, obviously. But um, I think that was one of our best defeats of the year. Probably mm. this one and the Hull Derby it was one where we can sort of come away from the game and take a, more positives than negatives you know I think that we was the better team on weekend we just a couple of calls didn't go our way and a couple of big moments like a couple of their individuals really came to the fore for key areas when they needed them so yeah it's definitely something to build on it's just a bit disappointing that we didn't get the win but definitely going into this week more positive. Now in the news a lot, lot um, about the game and how Wigan's defence sort of impacted you guys but let's look at something positive to start with um Big Ethan Ryan making his debut. Yeah, outstanding. Um, I think I said a little bit about him last week that I've never seen him drop a ball and that he's got electric pace and he didn't let us down when when he supported Ryan on that break and scored his mm. first try of the season on his debut for Hull KR. Um, really proud for him and um, hopefully he can get a good good stay in the team now and keep building on that. Yeah, nice. Well, he replaced... Uh, Ben Crooks, who is very charismatic um, on and off the field. Yep. How uh, how does Ethan go in the sheds? Yeah, he's, he's probably not as outspoken as Crooksy, but not many people are. But um, I think the the full group's quite outspoken. You know, we we all have our own bits and bobs that we like to say. But um, I play cards with Ethan quite a lot, and he's a he's a real funny guy. You know. We're the only two people that wear glasses in the team, so everyone sort of like has a, yeah. has a little dig at us. But that's our like little that's like our bond, like you say. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's a really nice guy, and I'm really proud for him on the field as well. Now during the week, the um, RFL have um, put up Ben Flower and Oliver Partlington for some dangerous contact. Um, ben with a, a grade C, two match penalty notice given, and Oliver grade D going to tribunal. Now I've heard that Wigan's defence. You know, historically, it's hard to play against. What did you see on the yeah. weekend? Was it different to what you've normally played against when you when you're up against Wigan? Or no, not really. It's probably what you expect from Wigan. You know, they they are a physical team, and sometimes they go over that that line of what's right and what's wrong. But that's for 
the referees and the disciplinary board to see. I don't really have a comment on it, but obviously to have a grade C and a grade D shows that it, it was beyond the line of what's acceptable and what's not, and hopefully they'll learn from that and the people who were banned come back with a little bit more discipline. Yeah, yeah, and obviously we uh, we, we got the short straw there, a couple of injuries um, to big Will Maher, yep. um, Matty Stoughton. Um, how's it been at training? What's the vibe like, especially after a loss like that? You said you were quite hap- happy with your performance in a way. Yep. Is the mood still all right, or is it uh, a bit down after no, losing no, some of those guys? Really positive, you know. Robbie, um, Robbie Mulhern as well with his Yeah, it's, I think the only thing we can be is positive, you know, if we keep thinking about all the injuries that we've got and had since the f- first 10 minutes of the first friendly, really, you know, yeah. you could probably drive yourself insane, but it is a contact sport and it is going to happen. So hopefully our local turn at some point this year and at the minute while the troops are down, we just need to keep turning up performances like we did last week. And like I say, just keep positive because there is a process to everything. And last week was a real good indicator that if we stick to our game plan and we complete our sets and defend tough, that we can match it with the best teams. You know, we're going to sit in top of the comp and we ran them right to the last minute and you know if we play teams that are a bit closer to us in the table at the minute and we play like that we'll be able to put them to the sword and come away with a lot more confidence now we've got some other uh, results from the weekend we had our academy and reserves go up to kingston park up there in newcastle to versus thunder yep. uh, two victories we had the academy getting up 26 22 and the reserves getting up a standing 46 to 12 uh, one of your teammates, Mikey Lewis, having a bit of a field day up there at his old stomping ground in Newcastle. Yeah, he's showed me the try five times already. He's, um, <laughs> he's yeah. definitely knocking on the door, that's for sure. But um, yeah, like I say, he showed me it a couple of times and keeps smirking at me. But um, no, it's good. I think that's what the reserves is for. It's that standard just below Super yeah. League and for yeah. people to show the head coach what he's missing out on on game day. And um, obviously, if results aren't going your way, the people in the reserves need to be ready to play for people who are playing at the top form. And I think Annie, Annie's been playing really yeah, well as well. Yeah, um, yeah. He'll be, he's uh, gone over for a couple of tries and he's another one that isn't shy to tell everybody about that yeah, as well. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Social um, media star after last week. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, What did he score? Kick-off carry <laughs> try or something. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, especially for young kids to be playing consistently well and knocking on the door of a Super League team, it's, it's big raps on them and especially for Mike, who plays in my position. I definitely know that he's chomping at the bit to get in the team and I need to make sure that I can continue some form. Nice. So let's, let's go around the grounds and have a, a bit of a look at the uh, the news around the Super League and beyond. Um, so Monday, we had the Ottawa Aces announced. Um, they're going to join the League One in 2021 uh, after taking the Hemel Stags licence. Uh, they're going to play their home games at Ottawa's TD Place Stadium and base their pre-season camp in England. Um, and they're allowed to begin their recruitment from June onwards. If you're a, a GM running a, a fresh team like this, recruitment-wise, who are you going for first? What, what sort of position or are you looking for experience? Uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. Um, a new team, you obviously want a couple of star names to attract other players, but I don't know. You, it, you can sort of do anything with a new team. You could sign a lot of young prospects and... Hope that they progress the game massively by playing game time and by the end of it you've probably not spent half as much as some of the top teams but you could have a consistent young squad or you can go for some people who are at the back end of the career and come for one last payday to try and get the media and the fans on board with that. So it'll be interesting to see how they go but it's another exciting 
prospect and I'm sure it's a good challenge for them and they'll be looking forward to it. And, uh, and jumping on the coattails of that, on Tuesday there was a nice press conference announcing that the uh, rugby league is going to expand to New York. Um, they're anticipating to, uh, to participate in League One in 2022. Uh, the RFL feels like there's a 12-month delay would be easier on those part-time players in League One, uh, making two North American trips. But um, you'll see the Challenge Cup six-round draw be held there in New York City. Um, now, they're hinting towards participating in the Challenge Cup as well next year um, in 21. Um, New York. Never would have thought rugby league would, uh, would, would no, venture that far. No, you definitely won't, but look at the amount of fans that you get at American sports, you know, the American football, the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, if rugby league can expand out there and a lot of people get excited about it, imagine the attendances and how good would it be to go watch your team play in New York, you know, you, if you go up for two or three weeks for a holiday, I know it's more expensive than what you'd do just going up the M62, but to say that you've been to New York to watch the club that you love play against this new prospect team, it, yeah. I think it's unbelievable and Great, yeah. I hope it pulls off because rugby league does need to be more worldwide, it can't just be in England and in Australia, we need to make it more worldwide and I am really excited to see how it plans out. Yeah, nice. I'm hearing uh, ex-NRL coach Mick Potter is looking like taking the reins there. They're going to have um, a couple of NRL teams feature and some pre-season friendlies in February next year, so it'll be interesting to see how that all goes. Now, in the news, you can't hide from it. The big C, coronavirus, <laughs> it's now uh, starting to impact the Super League with um, Catalans uh, announcing that they were waiting for the government to give the go-ahead for Saturday's clash against Leeds. Uh, we're now hearing today that it will go ahead without any fans. Jeez, that's got to be hard to play. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Got, you had something to say and then oh, yeah, no, I, I was going to see you spec number no, your lip no, then. No, go no. on, go on, let's have no, a look. Probably in playing in London, you would have had your fair <laughs> share of games without any fans. No, I'm joking, no. But... Um, Obviously, I think Catalan, from a business point of view, wanted to move it to another time so they can get some um, some fans in there. Leaves were quite evident. They just wanted to play. Yep. Um, well, I think it takes away the, it does, yeah. the biggest threat for Catalan, which is the home crowd and the animosity, the hostileness, you know. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think it favours any team, to be honest. I, I just can't imagine playing with nobody there, you know, yeah. trying to make you... Your own atmosphere is very difficult. Um, It'd feel like a training. That's it, yeah. It would just feel like you're doing an opposed session in training, but at the end of the day, it's it's going to happen. It it is a Super League fixture and both teams will want the win, so it's going to be interesting to see which team comes out firing and if one of the teams maybe struggle with the no atmosphere, it's definitely going to be interesting. Well, it is a concept we might have to face in the future, so it'll be interesting to see um, how that game plays out because they're talking about potentially having sporting events behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, Would you be for that? Would you be for sort of having a break in the competition while the the virus settles? Yeah, well... I suppose it, rugby league's not just the players, you know, it's the fans as well. Um, yeah, yeah. The fans pay good money to watch us play, so I think if, if it's not safe for, for, them. for the fans to come watch, it, it's probably not safe for the players either, and it wouldn't be fair, you'd be doing an injustice to the sport to have no people there, but that's my opinion, you know, yep. I'm obviously I was a fan when I was younger, I used to come watch games, so I can see it from that point of view as well, but... Yeah. Especially if you're, you're forking money out to go that's to... It, yeah, to, that, to that's it, people and, pay and a lot of money to... Come supporters and honour the the club that they love. So, I think the most that the well the least that they deserve is to actually be able to come watch. Okay. So, um, hopefully that 
the virus settles down and the, the panic's over. But at the minute, it's it's rife. And um, I think Skidzy was laughing and joking the other day. He went to Lidl and there was no toilet roll left. And it, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> it's I think um, one of my mates told me the other day, he went to, was it Morrison's? And there was no hand sanitizer, yeah, no pasta. It's and no, no toilet roll in there. And I'm just like, oh, man, the free yeah. essentials here. Eh? Exactly. Pasta and toilet roll. It's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a developing story. We'll keep you all up to date when we hear more stuff. But um, you know what? that's the first segment of the first ever podcast. Um, after the break, we're going to have a bit of an in-depth chat with uh, my mate Jordan Abdul here. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Beyond the Post, our first episode of this whole KR podcast. Now, this second segment each week, we're going to bring a, a special guest in to, to have a chat. Um, being the first episode, I thought I'd turn the attention on my co-host here, Jordan Abdul. Jordan? Yep. Welcome to the hot seat. Oh, thank you. I didn't <laughs> we really moved. think it's I'd be in my own seat. hot seat for my own show, but come on then, let's do what you want. Well, let's start. With, I'd like to give a few stats to start with. 114 Super League games, 33 tries. You started your career at Norlin Sharks in Hessel. Yep. Into Scala Bulls. Yep. And then you made your debut 2014 for the Black and Whites. Yep. When did you start loving rugby league? Um, when I was young, I think I started playing when I was like five or six, and I played for my big brother's team. He, I, I owe a lot to him, to be honest, and I probably don't give him enough credit. He, he was the one that introduced me to the sport, and I used to go watch him play, and... That's what really made me fall in love with the game and he used to show me how to tackle and just daft stuff like passing the ball and kicking. Um, I probably don't give him enough recognition but hopefully this is like a little shout out for him at the minute. Probably won't be listening but at least I can say that I've done it. Um, And then Norland, I really enjoyed it there as well. I was playing with a lot of my schoolmates which was what it was all about when he was younger, you know, just enjoying the sport and like I say being with your friends and it don't matter if you win or lose you're just happy to be out there with your friends and just having fun and then I moved to Scala because they had gone into the Yorkshire League and I wanted to challenge myself against good good teams around all of Yorkshire and we was a really good team um, we ended up winning what did we win I think we won a Yorkshire Cup oh, nice. so there yeah, that was good and yeah then started Scouted well, from that team, or how did you then get into the um, whole system? Uh, I was at Hull KR Scholarship, okay. and then uh, when it was time for your first academy contracts, I decided to go Hull FC on uh, my first professional contract and play for the academy. Yep. Uh, the main reason behind that was just because Andy Last was the head coach at the time, and it was also the England youth coach, so yep. I felt like it would be the best thing to try and raise my career, you know, and make, make me a better player than to be working with the England youth head coach. So that was the decision that I made and one that I definitely don't regret because I got my debut there uh, at Hull and um, I managed to play quite a lot of games yeah. at Hull as well and I did enjoy my time there. You ended up making the England academy side, didn't you, that year? Yeah, How yeah, was that, that was good. Yeah, uh, who'd you verse? Who'd you? The Aussies. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah we beat them. Just, just letting you know. Uh, okay. Didn't have nothing on us. <laughs> no, um, we won one game each and we won on like an aggregate scoreline. But yeah, it was really good. We I think the main 
main man that we played against was Latrell Mitchell and oh, really? you, yeah you can see how he's turned out uh, oh, was he the highest paid centre in the world um, to NRL grand finals played for Australia he's pretty much done it all Annie. he so yeah that that something some I can look back on now that I'm really proud of and I was part of a really good side that managed to to beat the Aussies on one match and on aggregate so yeah that, that, that was a really good year for me and I feel like I've kicked on ever ever since from then Fast forward to 2017, that's when you uh, ventured back to Craven Park, um, yep. loaned over. In that championship era with the squad, um, from what I've heard, it was, uh, it was a great great time to be a part of the club. Everyone was, The mood was great on and off the field. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, it's always good when you're winning games and yeah. you know the fans were desperate for us to come back into Super League and as players, that's where you want to be. Um, I thought okay, I was a bit unlucky to get relegated the season before and I think they felt a little bit of injustice so they wanted to like I say get straight back and prove people that there was a Super League team and yeah there was just a great buzz that year and that that probably does come from that winning yeah. mentality you know when you're winning everything's always better and when you lose everything's all the little things seem worse but yeah it was a, it was a really good year and my love for this club started from then and that was one of the main reasons why I decided to come back this season was based on that 2017 year and the love that I had for the club and the fans and the support they showed me even though I was still employed by the other Hull team. Yeah. Playing uh, under Tim Sheens then, what did you take from his coaching style or what, what did that bring out in your game? Um, a, bit, a bit more creativity. Um, okay. He sort of improved my skill factor a lot and um, worked on my composure. I was a little bit irrational when I was younger and I feel like now I can control the game a lot better, especially last year at London. I think I showed that um, in some games when I felt like I took a lot of control and directed the boys around. So I think a lot of that is down to Tim and his coaching and all the hard work that he put in with me and, and also Jamie. And then you made that decision in 2019 to venture down south. What uh, what made you decide uh, to go give London a go? Ah, uh, I quite I quite like the underdog story. Um, you know, they'd, they'd worked so hard to come back up to Super League, beating Toronto in that million pound game in Toronto. Nobody gave them a chance, and um, yeah, I just I loved the hard work they put in and the togetherness, the tenacity. And I remember it was it was only three or four weeks after that million pound game when I first spoke with Wardy and he didn't even need to sell the club to me I, I knew what it was about and yeah I wanted to be part of it I wanted to challenge myself being the underdog uh, player with people that haven't got a lot of Super League experience and I wanted to move to the big city and you know experience London and a different part of the country and yeah see what that was about Well speaking of that I mean you're coming from a city here that's rugby league through and through and you go into a town or a capital city that you know you, rugby league's not on the top of the agenda. How how was it like playing there? Did were you was it talked about? Did you get the crowds? What was it like? It wasn't really talked about. No, it it, it was bizarre, really, especially being a an old lad and you know you you're in the papers all the time. If you you're playing good, you're playing bad. You see people in Morrison's Asda. You know if you're not playing well, then they'll tell you what's what and if you're playing real well then they'll ask for a photograph and yeah. I love all that but um, yeah in London apart from maybe the 1500 to 2000 that was there on a home game at Max you didn't really 
see anybody that was interested in rugby league and I quite enjoyed that in a weird way yeah. because I'm used to having it all the time it was quite nice to just have no pressure and not that it didn't matter if you win or lose but you sort of I don't know you didn't have the response afterwards it was it was literally oh well we've lost let's move on next game and yeah I really enjoyed that laid back attitude that London had and that was mostly down to not having as much attention as what it is back here. Well, it was a, a bit of an interesting year last year for both Hull KR as a club and London. Um, you got to talk us about that home game, the <laughs> London's away trip. Towards the end, that relegation battle, you, uh, <laughs> you'd you signed with the club, didn't you? So when well, when did you, it was before the end of the season that you had agreed with terms with them? Um, yeah, um, I think it was the back end of May. I'd agreed to come back yep. and I think I'd played one, already played in London when yep. I'd signed for Hull KR and yep. I played well that game and that one sort of didn't matter as much as no, that no, no. that one that was second to last game but were you, were you getting uh, pressure from the London fans from the KR fans from the coaches uh, was there was there a point where you weren't going to play that game I, I remember no. hearing rumours from here that you might no, have no, sat no. that out no nah, I was never not going to play you know I'm I was a London Broncos player. I'd agreed a, a one-year contract and I was going to do my best for that year. And it's the same here. If I, if I ever move on from here, yeah. the, the least you can expect from a player who's dedicated himself to this club and you giving so much back to that player that you're at least going to try your best to put your best foot forward and do your best for the badge and for the people around you. And I think that was... Because I was so relaxed, because I knew that I was doing the right thing and I was just going to do my best and whatever happens, happens, mm. it sort of didn't play on my mind. Okay. I was just really... I'm normally relaxed going into games anyways and I think I was probably more relaxed than what I should have been and a lot of people were talking about it, but I definitely want one of them. Well, you surely put it aside because you had a blinder against us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, well, um, for me, it was in a, in a weird way. You want to show the coach what he's getting next year as well, yeah, you know, um, I if I that. if I had a had a bad game or if I'd a sat out, you know, it, this question marks over my commitment, my attitude, my dedication to the sport, and you know, I didn't want any anything like that question. I wanted to come here knowing the type of player that they're going to get, and yeah, I'm happy that I played well. Now you're back here at KR. You're back with some familiar faces, both from London and from that championship era. I'll start um, with your halves partner, JB Ellis. Good to see him again. Yeah, I love Jamie. Um, we had a really good year in 2017 and um, we really played well together. We haven't played yet in the halves this year together, but I'm sure we will at some point and hopefully we can rekindle that partnership. But yeah, it's definitely good to have him back at the club with me. You know, mm. it's funny that we're both back at the club the same year as what we left. And um, yeah, we have, we have good fun together. He's a really nice lad and um, he's got a lot of experience and I definitely learn a lot from him as well. And what can you talk about your uh, your buddy from London, Matty G? You with you. <laughs> How did you sell him to the club? Oh, I definitely want his face that got him at the club. Um, I don't know. Did um, you say his face? You definitely want that. Oh my god! Have you, have you looked at him? Jesus. <laughs> no. Um, I was speaking to Tony, and he was telling me about his recruitment ideas and if if I knew of any players that would fit the calibre of what he's after and I mentioned Matty, I knew he was off contract and he was looking for a club and having played all last year with Matty I, I know what he's about and 
is hard work and he's committed all the and he's young all the things that Tony's been recruiting this year and all the things that any supporter really wants from a player that they're going to pay money to come watch he's just someone that's going to give the role and yeah he's definitely one of them players and I managed to persuade Tony to give him a call and now he's in the starting team yeah. at Wigan away and playing 80 minutes and having really good performances so yeah I'm I'm still waiting for that five percent from him, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that at yeah. some point. Yeah, nice. Well, I mean, I'll finish off by just just a quick comparison from now to when you were here last in 2017. You got similar faces around you. The clubs, the fans are all here. That are pretty much the same. What's what's different? What's different from being in that championship, looking for promotion, to being in that Super League, avoiding that relegation? What's it like? putting the boots on is it a different feeling is it are you still enjoying it I love it yeah I, I love being at this club you know I'm, I want to come back if there was ever a doubt that I wouldn't enjoy it you know um, especially how last year when I, I love my time in London but there was always that one thing missing and I think it was being a home bed you know I wanted to come back and um, yeah it it is a bit different being in the Super League uh, than being in the championship you know you get tested every single week and if you're not quite at it then you're not going to get a win um, but that, that's how you want to be playing you don't want to turn up with the wrong attitude and still be able to get a win you're sort of cheating your way to winning games so I like the fact that we have to be on every week I, I like that pressure I like it's you're sort of testing your dedication to each other and your toughness as a team to be able to no matter who you play and give your all and try and get a result. Yeah, lovely. Well, and now you've got your own podcast. So That's it, yeah. I'm going up in the world, aren't you I? Are. <laughs> well, I mean, thanks for the chat. This is what we're going to try to do every uh, every week with uh, our special guest. But we don't want this podcast just to be about rugby all the time. Nope. We're going to have a bit of fun. Okay. Um, we're going to try and introduce a few games each episode um, with yourself and whoever is here. Now, yep. you being the guest this week, we've, uh, we've roped in our producer, Amy, to join us for this next segment. So... Just want to say hello to the listeners there, Amy. Yeah, just say hi. <laughs> quiet. It's not going to go well in the game if you're quiet because you need to yell out. So we're going to play a game now. This is called Quick Draw. I'm going to introduce you to it. Um, it's brought to, our fr- uh, brought to us by our friends at the Kate Tim and Marty Radio Show. Uh, and this show is going to show us exactly which player has the quickest reflexes in the team. I know you guys are competitive, so this will be interesting when we get some other players around. I'm going to give you the rules now. I'm going to give a category and a letter. The first to yell out a correct answer gets a point, and the first answer to yell out is locked in, and it's best of seven game. <laughs> you got it? Understand? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, have a, let's start with a practice question first, okay? You ready? <laughs> Go away. So don't get too close to the white there, no. Okay, name a rugby league position starting with P. Prop. Done. 1-0. <laughs> That's a practice question. Are they going to be old rugby questions? No, they won't. They won't. We'll go around. Okay. Um, that was a practice round, so we didn't that get that point. That was a practice round. Thing. No. Okay. <clears throat> Best of seven. All right. Okay. Reflex is here. Here we go. Question one. I'm so nervous. Name a month of the year starting with J. July! <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> yes, Amy. Look at that. <laughs> Competitive. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, if you uh, if you can't hear anymore because he's just yelled that straight down the You're microphone. The oh. Well, we might need to get two, I think. All right, one nil. <clears throat> Question two: Name a piece of household furniture starting with T. Table. Boom. Jordan's oh, back. One all. <laughs> So now you got the gist of the game. It's a bit of fun. Okay. 
so <laughs> because actually cool, both going to say the same thing. Yeah. Well, first one in has to, gets the point. Okay, question three. Name something you would take with you to the beach, starting with S. Shot. Boom. Oh! 2-1. All right. Or should I say question... F- Speedos. Wow. <laughs> question four. Name something found in your car, starting with R. Radio. Boom. Oh, He's my done it. God, you won one. <laughs> What's that? I mean, no, you're asking the questions. Um, okay, no. Uh, at this point, Amy, I'll tell you, the score's 3 1. So you need to get this next one to force it to win the, the game to the play on. Jordan, you get this one right, you win the game. Oh, is there a cash prize for my own show? Uh, this, is when the, this is when the heartbeat drone's going to go. <laughs> doof, 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 doof. Okay, here we go. Question number five. I'm so nervous. For the win, Jordan, to stay alive, Amy. <laughs> Name. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Okay. Question five. <laughs> Name something you would take with you to the movies, starting with C. Card. Card? You would. Your bank card. Oh, there yeah, it is. And there is the win. Jordan Abdul, 4-1 over Amy. Oh, well, um, the, this is why I've got my show. <laughs> you also had the rigged, microphone rigged, right at I've rigged the questions. <laughs> I suppose we put it out, so if they like that, we'll keep it, keep it coming back. Otherwise, we'll try some uh, more games. Amy, thanks for being a part of the first game. That's okay. You got one. You got one at least. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys after the break. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, The last part now, we're going to be looking forward to what's to come. Uh, Rugby league-wise, at the end of this week, obviously it's our... Challenge Cup game against Lee and um, yeah we're going to have a couple of opinions and thoughts on how that game might go this week yeah well details for everyone the um, round 5 of the Challenge Cup clash against Lee Centurions we're playing this Sunday 3pm kickoff at Hull College Craven Park um, if you're going to come to the game get here a little bit early about 12.30 the academy are going to be there playing against London um, a good little chance to see what the future holds for the club um, but more importantly, we're going to see some uh, familiar faces returning for the Lee side. Um, your old teammates, Danny Addy, yep. Ryan Shaw, potentially. We don't know if he's going to be named. But 41 games for Addy in his, in his tenure here from 2017 to 2019. Um, he looks like he's leading from the front from Lee. Yeah, well, Good leader. obviously he's the captain of them now and... Um yeah, he's a, he's a really good player, you know, he's got all the experience in the world, he's represented Scotland, I don't know how many times, but he's always been really good for them, and he had a lot of years at Bradford, and a good, was it three seasons with Hulk Hayar, um, so yeah, that experience factor is going to be massive for Lee this week, and um, he's going to be looking to have a big performance against his former employers, so we know the dangers that he possesses, and yeah, it's our job to try and nullify that. Now, we don't, like I said, we don't know if he's going to be named, but Showy... 82 games here, 46 tries from 2016 to 2019. There's not much more of a rugby league character than <laughs> Ryan Shaw. Nah, yeah. I think um, character's probably the best thing to describe him. What, what a great bloke. Um, yeah. Really enjoyed playing alongside him and getting to know him. He, he is a little bit weird and I think everybody who's played with him knows that. Um, but he is a great guy and I was a bit sad to see him, that he was leaving the club obviously when we coming back, but yeah, now now he's back in rugby league. It's it's another good opportunity for him at Lee, and um, hopefully, on his point of view, he wants to be back in Super League next season. And he thinks at Lee's the the club for him to try and get him back into Super League. And um, yeah, good luck to him. 
Now, it was uh, April last year that we came up against Lee in the Challenge Cup again. Uh, that time we got up 14-10. Tries to Kindhorse, Showy and Hall. What is it? I mean, obviously you don't want to think about them being a, ch- a, a championship side. No. You still prepare like you would any other game? 100%. You know, it's... Um I remember when I was on loan here, we played Lee and they was the Super League team and we was the championship team and we went to their place and we turned them over. We put in one of our best performances that year and yeah, we we can't afford to be doing a repeat of that. But obviously in Lee's favour this time, it's it's not just us against the championship team, it's us in the Challenge Cup trying to progress into the next round irregardless of who we're playing you know we we need to put our best performance in something that we can build our full season off you know if we have a really good result this week we then go into the week after in Super League full of confidence and the Challenge Cup can sort of kickstart your season without it with with it sounding silly you you can take a lot from them knockout games to build on that more consistent rounds where it doesn't matter if you win or lose like it is in the league you know you've got 29 rounds to sort of put yourself where you need to finish but in the Challenge Cup it's if you lose you're out but you can definitely kickstart your season and it can also be the other way around you know some teams have I think Warrington last year they won the Challenge Cup and then the season went downhill after that you know so yeah it's the Challenge Cup's definitely a great concept and we'll be hoping to have a good cup run. Yeah a good chance too for some of our injured boys to, to get back on the park but um, we'll wait till game day d- until we can uh, name any of those the likes of Junior Sal Jared Samet uh, another one of your mates Ben Helliwell from London last year uh, they've got, a, they've, got they've spent some money this year they're, they're really having a crack at making promotion yeah they've got a great squad um, I think they've also got Mark Ione and um, Big big Mace as well you know um, they've definitely recruited a lot from London and quality players as well you know who were Better for their experience in the Super League last year. Um, great kids. You know, everybody in that London team last year had that die-hard mentality and it's definitely something that I'm hoping that they can rub onto the Lee boys as well and they have a really good year in the Championship. And Yeah, I hope for them boys that they can manage to get back into Super League because I don't think uh, anybody really deserved to go down last year and they definitely don't deserve to be playing Championship, any of them boys. Well, that's it, 3pm this Sunday. And like I said, the Academy are going to curtain raise at 12.30 against London Broncos. So make sure we uh, we get down there to support those kids. Uh, but I think that just about does it for our first episode of this podcast. Yeah, yep. Have a bit of fun there, John. Yeah, it was really good, actually. Um, obviously, the next next episode, we're going to be looking to get a, a guest in. Um, that can be something that... <laughs> Stop you from talking to the whole it, yeah, podcast. That's it, talking eh? too much. Yeah, I'm sick of hearing your voice as well. Let's have somebody <laughs> else on here. Um we're not quite sure who we're going to get in yet, but yeah, we'll we'd, lo- we'd love to we'd yeah. love to have some of your views on that. Um, some somebody who you might want to listen to, whether it be a member of staff or a legend, a former player or a current player. You know, we're, we're quite flexible. We want to yeah. we want to give you what you want, and we also want to speak to some people who have a love for the club. And yeah, let's get everyone's opinion on it. I say just stay posted on the socials. We'll promote this and, and also ways that you guys can get in contact with the show, um, sending in questions um, as well as some um, feedback. But uh, until then, Jordan, thank you very much uh, for having me and, and yeah, for coming no on our own show. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Eh? Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.